Welcome to Founders Journey Unplugged, where Bastian and I candidly share experiences, challenges, and learnings while building our company from the ground up. Identifying the right business idea for the next 10 years to build your company upon is a really massive challenge. In this episode, we're going to talk about our process of discovery and validation of multiple ideas and how we ended up with one of those. As discussed in our previous podcasts, there is uh, two options. When you start a company, uh, we touched this with our co-founder topic, um, whether to start with an idea in mind or do more a foundation based on the team and look together for an ideation and your business opportunity. And uh, Marcus and I went absolutely the second path. Uh, so we were kind of doing a team foundation and then had to go through the process of finding an idea in various spaces and invest a lot of this re into this research. So uh, there are different options how you could do that. Yeah, of course, like you can start uh, on the one hand side with, for example, a customer group that you're excited about. We say, hey, for example, I love to, I would love to solve a problem for founders startup founders, for example, and then you deeply study this group and, and try to find problems they have and that you can solve. Because at the end of the day, we really believe in problem first, like you find a problem or challenge that someone has and build a solution that's superior to what is on the market. Superior can also mean like cheaper or better um, in, in either way, um, or, but possibly in both. So study a group of people, it could be founders, could be like students, could be uh, elderly people, whatever, like study group, found to find a problem and start from there, or take a meta problem that that's out there, um, like a big problem such as global, global warming. And then break that down and say, okay, what are these sub problems of global warming and, and, and where, where could we start or take a meta problem such as, okay, how can we help people um, stay healthy or have like, yeah, pre uh, be preventive with, with their health actions. And then break that down and say, okay, what does that mean? Like, what are the sub-challenges they have? And like, go from that way, like problem uh, aspect first. So, of course, there are also other ways how you can uh, get to an idea. So, for example, one, one would be the technology first and say you select the technology and you want to build a business with that technology. So, we, for example, we're looking into the blockchain technology and want to, for a moment, want to do something around that. But then uh, also decided that we actually want to focus on the meta problem aspect first, because I fundamentally believe it's always better to start with a problem and not with like a given technology. It's always harder because then you come up with some superficial problems that you try to solve with your technology. So we decided then on a meta on like two basic meta problems that we wanted to study a bit more. One was a climate change meta problem. One was preventive health. We then focused actually a couple of months on on the climate change aspect. Ended up actually in health. But uh, yeah, we're going to tell you a little bit more on, on, on that in a moment. Yeah, independent on which kind of uh, strategy you decided to go for and to find your meta problem, as soon as you have found an interesting space, we would really like to encourage you to do a very broad reach out and don't hide behind your desk and behind your laptop. Of course, some online research is important to get a first grasp of the topic. But then as soon as you feel a little bit uh, comfortable to talk to people about it, really do an extensive reach out. This is an um, absolute recommendation, uh, important recommendation that we can do from our own experience. So how could you do that? 
Um, first of all, um, we did uh, use our social media challenge at channels heavily to do that. And this was uh, quite uh, exciting how broad of a reach you can have if you describe some topics um, and then uh, even uh, motivate other people to take people that you might not know, but they might know in their network. So this can be ending up with a very broad reach out. A second option that uh, we can present you is there are tools out there, Apollo would be an example, to really systematically uh, look for people having a certain position, having a certain working in a certain industry. Uh, so this can also help you to reach uh, cold contacts of an uh, industry that you're looking into. And last but not least, if you have the access to investors, this was also quite helpful for us, breaking certain topics down with investors. They might have some structured frameworks for that and even helping you with their network uh, to validate your ideas as investors today are always often very involved in validating different uh, new fields of business. Um, so definitely take the recommendation to go out and don't stay in the room. Yeah, that, that's actually what we did. Like we took, as I described, we took the climate topic and we did a little bit of desk research, reading into, for, for example, Project Drawdown and understand a little bit like what are the aspects of climate change. Then talk with a couple of investors that helped us to categorize this space a little bit and say, okay, What are the buckets? How do we mentally break this problem down in like in business opportunities and and submit our problems if we want to say so? And then we we've chosen I think four or five out of those, which on the one hand side we were emotionally excited about, saying oh, these are topics that we're interested in, we want to learn more about them, and they seem to be good business opportunities because the market seemed to be attractive. There seemed to be some willingness to pay in that field. And then we listed basically those four as Bastian said and like said, hey, LinkedIn community, do you know someone in um, in uh, sustainable electric vehicles, in, in, in solar energy or recycling? And then please, please connect us with people. And we just had, like, I think at, within two weeks, 40 different calls with from founders to experts to like very different people to just explore and learn and at the end create some hypothesis on like what could be interesting business opportunities. For example, one question I ask a lot of founders is like, okay, if you would start a new business right now and it would be like somewhere close to the field you're in, but far enough that it would not be a competition yard to your business, what kind of thing would you start? What kind of new business would you go about? What problem did you, would you focus on? And it was those usually were very interesting insights because founders always have a very good sense for opportunities left and right to them, which might be too far away for, for their own core business. And these like insights helped us to develop some hypotheses, some initial ideas of like, okay, we could maybe look, look deeper into this aspect or that aspect. And we built a list on, on simple list on Notion Uh, and, and always like kept a, a handful of priorities and say, okay, we're going to go a bit deeper here and a bit deeper here and research that topic a bit more and develop further and further step by step. Yeah. And additionally, we did also decide to do some experiments in certain areas of interest. Um, we call this a kind of a concierge service, for example, um, working really with a customer on a problem. And um, we the, to give you some examples of what we did there, was, for example, in the area of bio, uh, biochar. We were very interested to bring products to life with biochar. We tried to sell to companies a potential P2P partnership in that field, or we tried to acquire biochar on the market to really figure out how easy is it to acquire biochar on the market and to can better charge this problem. 
or on the other hand, in the area of sustainable constructing, we did also uh, look into uh, calculating certain uh, houses, for example, for the CO2 uh, impacts that they're having dependent on the materials that are used. Uh, so we offered these services to potential future partners, to potential companies and customers to really get in contact and get involved. Uh, this was very useful, very, very nice experience. On the other hand, we also learned you should be quite deep in your hypothesis on that uh, area of interest. So you should really do some pre-validation before. In the beginning, we were quite easygoing in offering these services because we were so excited. Uh, but this takes a lot of time from you and a lot of your resources and your resources are quite limited. So we would recommend retrospectively look into this if you have a pretty strong hypothesis on a certain area. Uh, so if you have done some expert talks and some uh, literature research before, then uh, you should go into this. Yeah. So to summarize, like broad expert talks first or expert and like everything, everyone seems to be in that space to get a little bit of an idea uh, and then like try to figure out like who could be potential customers or could be potential problems. Have a couple of conversations with customers to learn a bit more. And then if you're interested to go deeper, think about experiments and oftentimes experiments around like fake sales that just Basti described, like pretending that you kind of a trade on is on a marketplace and learn about both sides of a marketplace or stuff like uh, uh, concierge services as like uh, consulting type of services that you would offer will help you to better deepen your knowledge on customer and product side. And that's, this is, that's good, but the challenges that come with this is like, or big challenge for us was like, there were so many interesting topics that we had on our radar. It was like, and, and every single experiment took, took a lot of time. So it was very hard to decide like where, where should we put our bets? Where should we put our time? At some point, we explored like 10 different topics, like very different topics at the same time. And we felt like, okay, we're not progressing with anything. Uh, we just like talk a little bit here, talk a little bit there. And it was very hard for us to say no to a lot of things and then say, okay, what are the two things that we want to focus on? At some point, we say, okay, let's do a one-month focus on biochar. Let's try to really learn about biochar as much as we can. And then we took also a one-month focus on sustainable construction and building. And so we took a couple of deep dive sit areas and then went deep in for a couple of weeks and then like pulled back and reflected and said, okay, do we want to spend another kind of sprint, another three, four weeks into this topic or do we pause it for now and go into the next one? This is how we step-by-step step, like move through, through our list and that can yeah, be prepared that this can take time. Yeah, and we can also give you an example how we ended up with the topic where we are today in the medical space. Uh, we had a very strong hypothesis on the regulatory sustainability industry. So helping with uh, digital regulation, regulatory tools in the area of, uh, for example, CO2 removal. And um, however, we couldn't get the pull from the market and we couldn't see the market size after some deeper validation of that area. And uh, on the other hand, uh, myself coming from the medical industry and also being challenged by some investors, uh, we were uh, further developing these concepts that we had developed for the sustainability industry for the medical device manufacturing space, uh, where we could find some uh, more pull from the customer and also could uh, see larger market sizes that were also more often in the interest of uh, potential investors that we were always continuously in exchange with. Uh, and so this was, for example, moving us from one topic uh, to the next one through these customer interviews, through these experiments that we were running there. Yeah, and so 
at the end, like the core guidance for us was always a combination of passion and business opportunities. So say, do we, do we really, would we enjoy working in on that challenge on this, in this industry, on this problem? Do we see ourselves putting five or 10 years of our lifetime in this? And the other aspect was like, okay, is this an interesting opportunity, business opportunity, meaning is the market large enough? Is there some willingness to pay? Is this attractive, like to build a business that can create hair traction? Because we wanted for every, like really to avoid that we do something that we would enjoy. But at the end of the day, we have to run after everyone to somehow sell it. And then, yeah, it's just struggled so much in a way that we would lose a passion for building because it's just, it's not a problem big enough to solve more of kind of a headache and not my green. So we were always kind of balancing those two aspects, the business aspect and the passion and passion with passion comes impact for us, passion and impact aspect. Those two kind of having them on the radar and then talking with like investors, potential customers, other founders. And of course, also a lot of self-reflection was a key point. I think that's a little bit of a conclusion from my side. Maybe Basti, you have also a couple of more points you want to sum up uh, to yeah, conclude on this topic. Yeah, I would uh, really say from my own journey, um, you have also to just trust the gut feeling in the end. Um, you will probably be involved in several topics and uh, there will there will be a lot of interest in different topics, uh, but it's exactly the combination of several aspects like, do you also feel eager to solve this? Um, and uh, do you f can you feel this customer being a person you want to spend a lot of time with, for example, is also a very important attribute. Um, if you don't feel uh, kind of well to talk to these people, then you will probably not be outgoing enough in this industry in the future. Uh, and so therefore, I would see it's a kind of a triangle um, of your passion, of your uh, of your of, of the, the resonance that you get, and also of the business opportunity out there. And uh, based on that, use your gut feeling also then to go in the direction because it will never be black and white. And it's it's very hard to calculate how much time you actually need for this whole process. Like we started, we said out to ourselves, okay, we have about a budget for nine to twelve, maximum twelve months that we can go with our self funded approach to figure out what we want to do but of course i i know examples from friends that what that took that it took them one and a half years to find the right topic uh we got at the end quite lucky about after six months we found our topic but if it could have gone for much longer so it's very hard to say what like how much time you need because we went for example almost at the end almost two months with biochart ending up not doing it um and dropping it and that's also a very difficult decision but it's better you kind of drop something after two months, then running behind it for years and then figure out it's not the right thing. So it's, there's a couple of very hard decisions you have to make. So uh, yeah, finding the, the, the focus, letting your gut feeling guide you is like definitely good advice, but also make sure you come in with not with the expectation that you're done in two months or so, uh, because that can, can backfire or can disappoint you quite a bit. I've made that mistake in the past. And one hint also, if you want to extend that runway a little bit, luckily we had our topic after a certain time that we could uh, go in the fundraising and in the operating this business. Uh, but if uh, you don't have this chance to be that fast, you shouldn't go for a wrong topic that you're not fully sold on. Um, so you could potentially also sell your concierge service. So we didn't do that too much, we tried it a little bit. But uh, you can also potentially solve a problem kind of more manually at the beginning for a 
for a partner, a business partner, and then try to automate it better if you understand it better in the future. Um, so don't hesitate to ask also for some uh, kind of reimbursement for your service that you're doing for the companies in these experiments. Yeah, that's a point uh, which I want to briefly connect on, connect on because um, how we've finally then decided, and we're going to make a separate session on, on the customer side, is like we... Uh, as as Basti said, he he has a strong background in, in medical, and at some point uh, he proposed and said, "Okay, let's look into medical closer." I was skeptical. We went three month, three month, uh, three weeks in, and then another three weeks in, another three weeks in, and at some point we said, "Okay, actually, that will be the topic that we're gonna work on." But we were prepared also always with some alternatives, so we have always kept some alternative aside until the point that we really felt okay. Now it seems that we are ready to go and fundraise for this topic. So uh, having all the the aspect, having keeping some doors open is not a bad thing, and keeping maybe some revenue coming in uh, is a is a good thing. But uh, it's all point, of course, to have to take a decision, and this is always hard to say when this will be a, a good time. I like to compare this also in a concept that might be familiar for you, the topic like the, the structure in project uh, development in uh, like sprints, right? So you could structure this discovery process also in sprints, um, never taking for granted that you will continue, giving you two, three, four weeks a sprint, having certain goals on knowledge that you want to achieve. And after that, it's really the next new sprint that you plan, dependent on what you have figured out in this uh, sp uh, previous sprint. Uh, so you will not get lost in investing three months in a row and then coming to a conclusion. You have to really zoom out every couple of weeks. Otherwise, um, you can be easily lost in a new topic for three, six months without having achieved in the end that this will be the topic you will go for. Yeah, and to connect to our very first initial point, uh, team first versus idea first, of course, this whole process is a good challenge for your team. So if you already find yourself fighting and struggling with the team a lot through this process, that if you're feeling, oh my God, I cannot, like I don't want to continue with those those folks, then that's a good test for the team. Uh, it might you might it might turn out that's not the right team uh, at the end. So enjoy the process. I hope these uh, insights were helpful for you, uh, and see you in the next episode.